Oh, my goodness. They've broken out the mulled wine. Oh, my goodness. Here. Is that um, a warm hug? It's a party. It's yeah. a warm hug. Excuse me. I, <laughs> Renee <laughs> says it's a hug and a kiss. <laughs> it's and, really good. And good a kick morning. in your candy cane pants, too. <laughs> yes. That's, uh, that'll wake you up in the morning, and uh, I'm, I'm glad we won't be driving away from here for another few hours. Right. Um, we welcome you in to our holiday party here on JR Morning, a celebration of the holidays, certainly, a chance to get together with good friends, uh, both uh, professional and business, and uh, to celebrate the holidays, but also uh, what we're doing here on JR Morning, and we're glad that you're a part of it every morning from 6 until 9. Um, got some bad news this morning uh, that Kenny Calvert, uh, yeah, one of our one of our Mount Rushmore voices, <coughs> passed away at the age of 72, and Annie, we just... We're sending our love your way and giving you the, a, a big, big hug uh, this morning. Um, Ken was just one of the greatest guys and uh, got to know him well when he was at Riff because we were on the same property there at Channel 7. And then, he was uh, part of the JR family as well. It's, well, did afternoons. Yeah. And uh, for those of you that, that didn't may not know Kenny's name because he's been gone from the scene for about 10 years, this is what he sounded like. This is a voice you probably know. Jason, would you hit that clip for me? It's uh, Superstation 760 WJR, Ken Calvert around until 3 o'clock. Dr. Laura at 3. Yeah, and that was Ken uh, in Dr. his stint in the afternoons. But Riff, Wheels, W4. Um, he uh, was a Brother Rice grad, came out of Oakland Community College and, uh, and started a, an overnight guy at, at W4. And uh, Don Schuster will be here a little bit later on. And Don was the first program director. To give him a job, right? Gave, gave him his first job yeah. in Detroit radio. But he, uh, during the heyday of rock radio in, in this town, both Ken and his alter ego when he played oldies, Chuck Roast, oh. uh, <laughs> you know, uh, just kept the rock history alive. Well, we have uh, been benefiting from the wisdom of our next guest for, oh, the better part. I mean, going back to my early days here at WJR in 2017. Matthew Schneider, former U.S. attorney uh, for the Eastern District of Michigan, now leader of investigations in white-collar defense practice in Honigman Law. Good morning. Good morning, and it's great to see everyone to see here you. in person. And candy cane pants, guy, those are fabulous. Those should be worn all summer long. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Unfortunately, they're corduroy. Yeah. Yeah. I, could, I, I am my own one-man band when I'm walking down the street. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Well, everybody notices, that's for sure. <laughs> that's, that's right. I have my own rhythm section. Oh, my goodness. Uh, these are fraught times uh, these days in the legal profession. We're awaiting this thing from the Supreme Court that could redefine democracy and, and what role the judiciary will play and whether or not someone gets on the ballot determining the outcome of elections instead of voters. Matthew. Sure. It's interesting if you think about this in context. Remember back in 2000 when we had Bush v. Gore and everyone was, oh, my goodness, the U.S. Supreme Court is deciding the election. This is unbelievable. It's never happened before. Let's look ahead at 2024. This could happen twice, right? First, we have this case involving Trump and whether or not he's immune from prosecution. That could influence the election. Now we have this Colorado case as to whether or not he can even be on the ballot. So effectively, we could be having two Bush v. Gores in 2024. This is going to be one of the most interesting legal years that we've seen in a generation. Matthew, what about the timing for the Colorado case? Because they put a 
there's a time limit to get him on the ballot. Will the Supreme Court hear it and decide by January 4th, 5th? -ish? Not by then, but shortly after that. And they've, they've stayed their ruling, so that's put on hold. They'll take it up in due time, I think, but it's okay. They can adjust some of these schedules. They can make some adjustments. In fact, the Colorado legislature, if they wanted, they could pass laws to change those dates as well. So in, in other states, can, could they do the same thing until this is all solved? Right, and that is precisely the argument of the Trump team and his lawyers. Look, if, if you do this... Every state in the union could be deciding, I don't want this person on the ballot. And their argument is going to be, that's not how the founding fathers envisioned it. They, they didn't consider that. But is that accurate? Because we're talking about insurrection. A very, I mean, we still have yet to define what that is or if it even took place on January 6th. Right. But, I mean, it's not like, well, we don't like him because of the cut of his politics type thing. You would still need some kind of legal underpinning. So is it really honest or fair to say, well, we could see this happening in 50 states and everybody could kick him off the ballot for different reasons? So you'd have to look very carefully at the language of the U.S. Constitution. This is what the Supreme Court will do. And it's about that insurrection. Are you talking about an insurrection against the United States? If so, there's arguments that Trump did that, arguments that he didn't. Or are you talking about an insurrection against the Constitution when Trump tells Pence you can't certify those votes? Mm -hmm. That's exactly what Colorado is saying. So it will it will come down to definitions and how that provision Or you're pro-life, and that's an affront to reproductive rights, which uh, someone could interpret is an affront to the Constitution. Oh, you, could, you could say Joe Biden has an enforced immigration law, so that, therefore he's not enforcing the Constitution. He shouldn't be on the ballot. You see where this could be carried out. Yeah. Everyone will use this to their own advantage. Mm -hmm. Well, to Jamie's point, we've got the January 5th deadline for Colorado. Uh, but interestingly, Trump has said we need that expedited. Yeah, but you can slow but hold your back roll. on yeah. the other <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, selective lawyering. Right. I've seen lawyers argue one thing in one court. They turn around representing another party. They argue something completely different. So it's all done based on what the advantage is to you. And that's exactly what Trump will be doing in this case. Do you see that uh, the Supreme Court will they'll be unanimous and, and, and possibly throw this out? Or do you see it be a partisan because of the balance of power on the Supreme yeah, Court. I don't know if it's partisan based on who appoints you, but there certainly is a different opinion yes. on state power. Mm -hmm. And there are some cases right now, certain justices believe the states have more power to make decisions and because they are sovereign, and other justices believe it's more of a federal authority. So it'll split along lines. We just don't, don't know exactly which ones. Very quickly, Matthew, your favorite Christmas memory and what you're going to be doing for the holidays. Well, I'm from Frankenmuth originally. Oh, oh my lord. Yes, Christmas it's Christmas, oh, that's every Christmas day. time. Yes, oh, yes, Frankenmuth High School, class Bronner's. of 92. So when I think of Christmas, that's what I think of. My mother worked at Bronner's in Frankenmuth. <sighs> we were close with the Bronner's and their family and Is Christmas dinner chicken? What else would it be? <laughs> Other than maybe some German sausage and beer. That's right. Right? Ah. Yes. And, and maybe some sauerkraut as well. Oh. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't, couldn't not have it. Yeah, have see, to have that. I'm German on my dad's, uh, Scottish and German on that side. So, yeah, sauerkraut was what we had with the turkey at Thanksgiving. I mean, that, oh, that yeah, was we, a staple. We have Blutwurst, 
which is blood sausage, which I enjoy, but because your listeners might not, let's not go into the description <laughs> of how this is made. Well, we don't want to know how the sausage <laughs> is made. No, because we, we talk about it every day with both politics and yeah. the legal exactly. profession. So, yeah, we don't need to do that. Matthew, Merry Christmas. Likewise. Merry Christmas, Matthew. Have a great yeah. holiday. We, it will be a, a, a wisdom-filled year, uh, and we, we uh, look forward to what you uh, will share with us. Happy to be ahead. back whenever you'd like. It is 7.13 on AM 7.60. Time for WJR Business Speed. A chance to look at the entrepreneurial tech and startup community here on WJR with our good friend Jeff Sloan from Startup Nation who joins us live and in the flesh. Good right. morning, Jeff. I get to do my good morning guy, Lloyd and Jamie, <laughs> right here in person. Good to have you guys here. We did get a chance to talk in the last hour about the power of entrepreneurship, the ability to change lives. Well, so many different ways that people can become entrepreneurs. You don't have to start a business and do it full-time necessarily. You can do it part-time. And I've got one for you this morning. According to Hire Santa's 2023 report, how about this? Being a Santa on the side as a side hustle is real business. That's becoming an entrepreneur. The majority of Santa's 30% or so report earnings, annual earnings, doing their Santa gig uh, between five dollars and $10,000. That reported in 2022. Holy cow. Not bad for a little side hustle. And, and all the other benefit that comes from it, of course, it's one thing to make some money from it, another to make money. It's something that makes people feel so good, that psychic return. It's public relations and marketing, It's too, unbelievable. It? Oh, it's beautiful. Love it. Love it. And who thought you could actually make some money being a Santa, but indeed you can. Many do it by the hour. Average job is around six hours, so that's how much time you got to put in. Hourly rates generally run between $100 and $200. Most Santas today... That's an hourly rate? That's an hourly rate. Oh. Big demand, big demand. Most Santas today, between the ages of 62 and 74, something great to do in your retirement. Costs between $500 and $1,500 to get yourself equipped the Santa outfit, so on. I don't now, need the pillow now, anymore. Now, right, That's, right. It's so sad. Well, well, listen to this. 52% of Santas don't even have to buy the fake beard because they've got one. They grow it. They take it so seriously. They've got their own beard. Many ways to become an entrepreneur in America, the land of opportunity. So I've got a question for yes. you. What is the key? So many people look at entrepreneurs and, and their success, and they say, I, I had an idea like that, or I, I could have done that. What is the key thing? to, to the, your key advice to people that want to make that jump and take that leap, because it's a leap of faith. It is absolutely a leap of faith. Listen, listen, there's no doubt there's risk inherent in this, but if you equip yourself well, if you really vet the idea before you get in, make sure you vet the idea. It's one thing to fall in love with your own idea or to buy into your own hype. you got to make sure you've got an idea that's of merit, and then you got to make sure you're equipped. Make sure... I really truly believe that many entrepreneurs can be made. That classic argument, are they born or are they made? If you equip yourself, study up like anything else you want to do well in life, mm -hmm. you got a great shot at success these days. This is indeed the land of opportunity. The resources are everywhere, and you can make it if you pick a great idea. Of course, if you work hard and you study up and make sure you're ready to really execute. All right, Jeff. Uh, for 2024, there's going to be a lot of people resolving that they want to be their own boss and also mm -hmm. take that leap of faith we know startup nation is here for them uh with help and advice and service if uh, if they need it beautiful merry christmas happy new merry year merry christmas yeah. happy new year great to be with you guys as always and when we come back we're going to get on the couch it is thursday therapy thursdays with dr steve craig next on jr morning so on this thursday of course we would love to get on the couch with dr steve craig 
who uh, has given us so much good holiday themed Content. advice. Yes. Yeah. Psychologist and corporate coach for Craig Cons- Counseling Services in Bloomfield Hills. Dr. Steve, happy good holidays happy to everybody. Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, you you celebrate it all in your family. That's right. We're, we everything we can get as many presents as possible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and as many traditions and, and and that requires as we have been discussing that requires some navigating. Yes. And yes. As as does every marriage in terms of where you're going to spend the holidays and things like that. No matter what holiday we celebrate. We've done lots of holiday stuff here lately, and we have one more. Okay. All right. Do- Lloyd's reading it. I see. Mm-hmm. Doctor Steve. My boyfriend just let me know unequivocally that he is not going to propose to me over the holidays, and I'm crushed by it. I told him I wanted to get engaged during the holidays, but he insists he's not, it's not going to happen. We are both 29 and have been dating for more than a year. He tells me he loves me, and I love him. I've waited so long for someone I truly love, and he tells me the same, and that I'm the best woman he's ever known. We've had a wonderful year together. We never argue, so what's the problem? Beginning to think that this... This is why he has gone on so long without getting married. But he says he needs more time to be sure. My girlfriends tell me I'm being played. They say he is commitment phobic, and if he loves you, what's the problem? So I don't know how to talk to him, and I'm afraid I'm going to be super disappointed come January, and that may destroy things. And I'm sure he's not tricking me. He's just not going to do it. How do I deal with finding a guy only to have him still not marry me once we're in love? I think Jamie gets that one. Well, first of all, <laughs> the part where, you know, we've waited so long, 29 is not that old. <laughs> so that's the first thing. I think you can't force anybody to do anything, that it won't be organic if you do it that way. And I think you need to talk about the real issues about your future and not just about getting a ring. I agree. I, and I think if, uh, I mean, did she ask him, you know, so are we going to get engaged on Christmas? You know, I don't think guys like that. I think, you know, guys know what they want when they want it, and they will they will ask and they will do it. And I just kind of I kind of feel like her a little bit that maybe it's some commitment issues there with him or she may not just be the one. I, I'm unclear how long they've been together. Whether One year. It's just, just a little year. more than a year. Just over yeah, a year. I'm sorry. A little more than a year. I still think you give some grace to the guy and say, hey, I'm still navigating where I am in life. I, I think that in general, couples today wait too doggone long anyway for the perfect time. The perfect time is never the perfect time. We've had a pandemic. You're always going to be going through things in your professional life. You're always going to be going through different things individually. If you truly are, are committed with that person, you say, I can't live without them or I don't want to, mm-hmm. then just d- be a Nike. Don't just do it. Yeah. So. <laughs> now here's the answer. Okay. The, I, real, the real answer. I was going to pull Jamie aside earlier and give her the answer so that she <laughs> could yeah, win. So she always feels like she doesn't have <laughs> the right answer. That's wrong. not true. She's very intuitive. <laughs> but I worked it out. Okay, I'm married. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there's so many people who show up in my office couples who are in love and they're getting married and I say well why are you getting married and they say well because we're in love and I say but but why are you getting married and well because we're in love and they don't seem to understand that love is great but a marriage is an entirely different thing it's a much bigger process I, I always say being in love is more like you're just you're being on second base you're halfway there um, after you realize you're in love now you have to start doing 
working through all of the things that make a marriage. So how do you deal with conflict? How do you argue together? How do you deal with loss, anger? That's everything that happens after you're in love is figuring out all the rest of that stuff. But people rush to, well, now that we're in love, we should get married. If so many divorces, not because people don't care for each other, but because they haven't figured out everything that occurs from second base to home. Mm -hmm. And she's very focused on, we're in love, so we should get married. Mm -hmm. And I just always think that's danger. You know, you're, you don't realize you're halfway there. It is an automatic. There's this right. idea that if we're, to get, if we're together this amount of time, then that's the next logical step. Yeah. Right. But you do have to apply logic to make sure that it is. I, I always tell people I always tell people that the real work starts after you say I do. After you that's say true. I do. <laughs> and and, and five years and ten years. Yes. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But it, and to your point, it even starts after you realize you're in love. Once you realize, uh-oh, now you better start figuring out, like I said, how to argue, how do you deal, how does this person deal with conflict and thing? I mean, that's the stuff that you should really be noticing. Oh, we really got along well. No. How did you deal with difficult things? This is a bad example, but the bachelor couples always break up because they might have that initial spark whenever right. they get engaged. Right. When real life happens for them, they always break up because they didn't talk about where are we going to live? Do our families mesh? Do we mesh? I, uh, in, in my relationship, i got to be quick with this because I don't want it to be long, but when I started dating my wife, I had an old girlfriend, and her heart was broken, and she kept this as back during voice messages. She kept leaving messages on my answering machine. Oh, let's talk it out. Let's work it out, whatever. So I come home one day, my, who's my wife now, but she's just a girlfriend for a few months. When we come home, I push play, and there's all these messages <laughs> from the ex-girlfriend. No. Can't we just get together? Can't we work it out? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. And my, she's not my wife, says, well, why aren't you going to lunch with her? And I'm like, what? And she says, you're no good to me until you're done with that. You feel bad about it. You feel guilty. It's still in the way. Go work that out. Mm. And I thought, what man, a woman. I, she's a keeper. Mm-hmm. Because look at how she handles the conflict. Look at how she's going to handle all the problems in our relationship. And that won it right there because it wasn't just that we cared for each other. It was she showed me how she'd deal with conflict. I just have one follow-up. What if you are a woman who wants to get married and have kids and our biological clock is different because of you know we have to have the baby? What if this guy isn't it? Should she move on? Um, yeah, we don't know whether he's it or not. But the way you decide to move on is now you should spend the holidays figuring out how you deal with all these issues. Not just the holidays, but spend the next months figuring out this stuff, it's not just love. Too. That's going to Finan- be a, that's, that's everything. a big deal. Yeah. And you can't you, – you're right. She does have to move on if, if it doesn't happen relatively soon. She's 29. I don't know what the timing is on that. But it's not the amount of months that determine it. It's how you figure out how to deal with all that stuff from second to third. It sounds like everything else in their relationship is solid. Yes. So enjoy the relationship, enjoy the ride, and also just give it a little more time. A year is still. Ah, there's yes. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of things that will that you will uh, learn experience about experience. Yeah. Learn, learn about each other. It takes more than a year. Because you're not going to have a relationship without all kinds of disappointments and anger and problems, and you better figure out how to deal with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. More wisdom that we will Thank look you. forward to. Jamie won. I'm pretty sure Jamie won. J- Thank J- you for all your wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Dr. Steve, best to you and your family. You guys, too. Uh, Thanks for the yes. breakfast here. It's great.
enjoy and have a good year. We'll Thank see you, you for next being year. part of the we show. Will. Okay. And we, yeah, we, we you uh, you were our first regular. You know? Yeah. Oh, uh, really? you were the you were the <laughs> first guy we signed up to be a regular, and so we appreciate you being here. Well, People you love have it. That distinction. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. But they love the scenarios and figuring it out in the car. When we come back, going to be talking with Kathy Brook from Max Brook Realtors. Check the, the housing market these days and more next on JR Morning.